Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you on Thursday, December 22nd, headed into Friday, December 23rd. A uh, little later in the week, a little different schedule coming up on the holiday season. We are going to turn around and be back to our regularly scheduled show coming up on Tuesday, previewing uh, the, the big semifinal game with TCU coming up next week uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. So that'll be next week's show. Scotty and I, we are going to go ahead and just kind of react to, to signing day, some of the transfer stuff that, that's been happening. Uh, still quite a bit that, that's gone on here this week. Scotty, what's going on, man? How are you doing here tonight? I'm doing pretty well, man. Um, it's It's been weird without any Michigan football games to watch the past couple weeks, but like you said, we've got plenty of stuff keeping us busy. Um, yeah, it was an exciting national signing day yesterday. Um Pretty happy with the class and, and excited to chat about it. Yeah, I know you follow uh, recruiting a bit closer than me. Um, so tell me a little bit, you know, your thoughts on this class, particularly kind of the closing to it and, and really securing Carmelo English and Jair Hill and being able to hang on to, to Eno Edda. And I know there was some concern about potentially him uh, flipping, you know, at, at the last minute. But all in all, what did you think about the uh, the closing to this class? I thought it I thought it was really good, honestly. Like there wasn't any big flips that we lost on signing day. Um, and like you said, getting Carmelo English, I mean, that's an uncommitted guy uh signing with Michigan yesterday, so that was huge. Jair Hill, I mean, obviously he had the the big switch with, you know, dropping his final five a few days before, not putting Michigan in, but yeah, everybody was kind of like, I think he's just kind of playing tricks here. Um, seemed like a a Michigan lock and, and he did sign with Michigan. Um, and yeah, I was a little worried about, you know, as well, uh, just lots of, I mean, high, highest rated recruit in the class. A lot of people were going after him. Um, but I thought the staff did a great job holding on to those guys. Um, and I honestly really liked the class. I mean, Harbaugh has shown that Michigan doesn't need a loaded five-star and high four-star class for them to be successful. He takes guys like Hassan Haskins who, was a, a no star, not even ranked in the top 1,000 of his class, and and turns him into a guy who's scoring five touchdowns against Ohio State. 
Um, so, I mean, Harbaugh's going for football players and, and guys that he can develop. And it's not as, as highly rated of a class as the past, but I think that it's a, I think it's a great class and I don't think Harbaugh is going to have any trouble developing players. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, so some really good high-end players, a lot of top 200 guys, uh, no top 100 guys, uh, you know, kind of what you're referring to here, uh, which is a little different than what we're used to, especially right. given uh, the, the fact that Michigan is coming off the season uh, that they did a year ago. They're finished. Well, right now they're ranked 17th. Obviously, the uh, the, the second signing day coming up in February here. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, obviously, holding out hope for uh, Nichols Harbor. I'm not really sure if that one's going to go Michigan. Michigan's way, but uh, I mean, even if the class ends as it does right now, Scotty, uh, some good guys. But is there? Um, and I know obviously Dante Moore and uh, and and Lloyd Carr's grandson. You know, um, no quarterback in this class. You know, usually I, I think I think Harbaugh in the past has kind of subscribed to trying to get one quarterback per class. And I know all the eyes are on Jaden Davis coming up in the twenty four cycle. Um, but but is that uh, anywhere, you know, kind of a, a head-scratcher for you? It definitely was. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to have J.J. McCarthy back playing next year. But like you said, it's kind of been a theme that they're going to get at least one quarterback in the class. Um, so I, I was a little surprised to see that we did not get one of those. Um, I mean, there was a – got a quarterback from Indiana, Jack Tuttle, in the transfer portal. But, I mean, one year of eligibility – obviously not anything like someone coming out of high school. Um, so yeah, that, that was a little bit surprising to me, but I mean, I've got faith that Harbaugh's got a plan for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, some guys that we've seen in the last couple of, of classes as well, right? Like this isn't for as much success that Michigan has had. It's been rather shocking how many guys have been able to come in and, and make it an immediate impact, right? I right. mean, you go back to, to last year and uh, guys like, you know, uh, Rod Moore and Junior Colson being able to, to play right away and come in and give big minutes. This year you've got guys like Mason Graham, obviously Will Johnson, a high five-star guy. Uh, you kind of expected that, but but a guy like Mason Graham is a true freshman to be able to come in. Uh, a guy like Derek Moore as a freshman to be able to come in and make an impact. Um, what do you see? Do, do you think there's anyone in this class that's going to be able to come in and making an immediate impact into this upcoming season yeah I do and I think that it's I think that it's at a uh, on the defensive line I mean that's an area where Michigan has obviously really good guys in the 21 season that they lose um, and, and it's a, it's a spot where they're gonna have to reload every single year um, and he is the highest rated recruit in the class and and I think that that's for good reason I mean he's a baller I think that he definitely has the the uh the skill to come in and make um and make a big impact on the defense in his freshman year uh i could i could see him having a really similar year as 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 will johnson in terms of you know coming in kind of a slow build and then towards the end of the season really you see that growth um and i i think that he's probably the guy that we're gonna see have take the biggest leap during his freshman season so you, you go to the 247 page and you see the team rankings and Michigan not making as big, you know, of a splash or a statement uh, coming with the, the high school recruits here in the 23 class. They, they sit at number 17 um, in the 247 composite, but where they are making a big splash and, and really opening some eyes here, Scotty, is 
through the transfer portal. Um, this oh, yeah. has been, uh, I, I would say, a bit of a change of heart. And I'm wondering what's caused this. Michigan has been very aggressive uh, within the transfer portal. Obviously, you, you mentioned Jack Tuttle, but honestly, uh, but also uh, Ernest Hausman uh, coming over from Nebraska, who's a true freshman starter last year. I mean, that is a major, major get. A couple of big guys uh, on the offensive line and Miles Hitton and uh, Drake Nugent. And then you've got Ladarius Henderson. He was the one that kind of got the ball rolling. Then you bring in over A.J. Barner from Indiana at the tight end position. And then you go get Josiah Stewart from Coastal Carolina to help with your defensive line depth. So w- where has the change of heart come from? Did, did they see Olu come in and see what he already was, that he was developed and ready to plug and play right away and, and kind of maybe they've shift focus uh, to, to go and get guys in the transfer portal? What, what's your take on all this? Yeah, I mean, that really could be it. I mean, obviously, Olu is one of the, the top players in the country. He's the best center in college football, and that whole thing just worked out so well. Um, and I think that a huge part of it is, too, is that Harbaugh – I mean, these are guys that have a lot of experience and that have played a lot. And it's just going to be, you know, it's it's so different when you take in guys that ob- obviously it's so different from they, they've been playing college football versus you're taking guys that have been playing high school football. They're used to this. It's going to be a, a really experienced team. And it's very different when, you know, it's a bunch of 21, 22 year olds going up against 18 and 19 year olds, you know. Um, so I, I think. I think Harbaugh really has a, a good plan set from that, and I think that Olu probably did have a big effect on that because, I mean, that transfer just couldn't have worked out better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're hitting all the positions that they need. Um, and, and I believe Ernest Hausman was the number one player in the transfer portal, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, he was. And Michigan currently is, is the number one team yeah. uh, in the transfer portal, according to 247, and, and really by a pretty significant margin. Oh yeah. The, the, the transfer portal, I mean, dude, that came, I, I, that was shocking to me. I mean, it was like every five minutes I would check Twitter and it seemed like Michigan had a new recruit from the transfer portal. I mean, that was crazy last week. It was, it, it was, it was fast. I literally couldn't keep up with it all, man. Like I was like, yeah. okay. So when they got uh Ladarius G- uh, Henderson, excuse me, uh, coming over from Arizona state, I was like, all right, they got their Olu this year. You know, this is what Michigan's going to do. They're going to maybe get you know, this guy to, to plug and play, say, you know, Zinter declares and leaves uh, to go. This is a guy you can probably plug and play uh, here next year. And, uh, you know, that maybe they'll get, like, one more. Maybe they'll go get a backup quarterback, which they did, you know. But I'm like, yeah, all right. You know, they're going to do what they did last year, just get – get one kind of stud to solidify things and roll with the guys they got, and that is not what they did, man. They are really just bolster, bolstering this roster with transfers. It, it, it is really impressive to see, and it makes me very, very excited. And the crazy thing is, um, you kind of talked about it. Now, Josiah Stewart, a guy I believe is, is a guy who's got only one year left, but Henderson, he's got three years. Barner has has two years. Um, Hausman was, was a freshman, you know, a, 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 a true freshman playing for Nebraska. I mean, that is, wow. They, they got some guys that, that could be here for the long haul as well. Yeah. And it really makes me excited just looking at the. I mean, we got tight ends, offensive linemen, ed rush, edge rushers, really where Michigan plays their brand of football. Um, so guys that are going to come in and make big immediate impacts. Um, and also just looking at the, the team rankings, like going from seven Colorado, all of the team's scores are so close together. It goes 40, 41, 43, 44, 45, 51, and then jumps all the way up to 60 for Michigan. Uh, so like you said a, a couple minutes ago, I mean, really 
a, a healthy lead on the second best team in the in the transfer rankings. And you you know what's funny is I take a look at it right because all the the talk about it has been Deion Sanders going to Colorado and bringing right. these guys in and Travis Hunter going there and whatnot. Dude, they are twenty points behind Michigan in the yeah. transfer portal rankings with all the splashes they've made. Right. Yeah, and and I mean they just had the the former number one recruit uh, yeah. Travis Hunter commit last night. Um, but yeah, still just at 40.8. I'm not sure where, where Hunter is in the, um, in the transfer rankings, but yeah, I mean, Michigan has a 20 point lead on them. So that, that is pretty crazy. So yeah, it it almost feels like, uh, I don't want to say a bit of a change of heart, uh, in their tactics because I I believe now, again, you follow this a a little more closely, but kind of reading the tea leaves and, and hearing some things, uh, they expect the 24 recruiting class to be pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, we got a, a, a kid right down the road in Belleville's quarterback that's out of his mind, one of the best players in the whole class, um, and that's definitely the main target. I think that class is going to be special, but it also is really nice to see. Obviously, like, college football landscape is is changing like crazy year after year. I mean, dude, I mean, did you see Travis Hunter post on Twitter? He's like, I'll announce my commitment when my YouTube channel gets 100,000 subscribers. Like, it's just such a different landscape of college football than it was even five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's good to see the coaching staff changing and being able to adapt to it because obviously that was a concern for a lot of Michigan fans that Harbaugh couldn't adapt, but he's really showing over the last two years. And that's how this huge turnaround happened is how much he's been able to adapt to the changing landscape. So I think, I think that it's a really good sign to, to see them, really hitting the portal like this because, I mean, it's a, it's a crucial part of college football now. Well, I think that's kind of the the thing, and I think the shift, at least from, from what I can kind of tell here, is, you know, uh, the NIL stuff is obviously playing a major role. We saw what happened with Oregon. You know, Miami is just, you know, being able to flip guys and whatnot. Yep. And, and Michigan has, has had this same kind of mentality surrounding this in the sense that, look, when you're here, you're going to get well taken care of and your opportunity to earn significantly is massive. But we aren't going to give you these deals right out of high school. We're not going to try and you know bribe you with the NIL stuff to come here. Once you're here and once you're in the program, you'll be taken care of. But we don't, you know, we're not going to get into a bidding war for high school athletes. That seems to be, you know, kind of just reading between the lines seems to be the thought process. And, and I do wonder if that's a reason why, you know, there because you've seen what happened with, with Texas A&M and there's some grumblings about, you know, NIL payments not being made and, and, and broken promises and false promises that Michigan doesn't maybe doesn't want to get into that game. And then these yeah. kids go there and that happens. And all of a sudden they're in the transfer portal. Right. And, and maybe that's kind of what's happening. They see what Michigan is able to do with their guys who are in the program. And maybe that's why a lot of these guys want to come play. They want to get developed, get taken care of exactly. while they're here and have a chance to go on to the next level. Exactly. And, and dude, you brought up Texas a and I mean, they had the best recruiting class in the country a year ago. Tons of five stars, you know, things are looking good. Preseason number five. They're not even playing in a bowl game now. And, and I think that, dude, when, I mean, when you're giving kids that much money right out of high school, I think, like, obviously, that is very, like, kids want that. And that is a big reason why they're committing. But I think the Harbaugh is kind of wanting these guys, they want to come and play football and and get better first and I think that sometimes 
if some of these kids commit and then they get a ton of money, you know, they're, they could be already satisfied and then things don't work out as well at that school. And we're seeing that happen with Texas A&M. Um, and now Jimbo Fisher's jumping on Twitter and talking about how the, the landscape is a joke. And, uh, you, you seem to be the one that started yeah. It, my friend. Yeah, exactly. That's the, <laughs> that's the old, um, you know, hot dog costume meme guy mm-hmm. going, we're all yep. looking for the all guy who did this. Oh uh, yeah. That, that is funny stuff. You know? So I, I do think that that is playing a major role and I think it's going to help out Michigan in the long term Cause I think water's yeah. going to find its level with this stuff. I mean, uh, you, and you even take a look at it, and I know this has happened. This isn't NIL era only, but this Peyton Bowen kid, uh, the the five-star safety, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the video. He, he was committed to Notre Dame for a long time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He put, at his press, he put on the Notre Dame hat initially, then took it off and put on an Oregon hat. Um, and, and that was yesterday. You know, he did it. He was committed to Oregon. Now he announced on Twitter as of recording this podcast 36 minutes ago that he's flipped again. This time he's committed to Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, 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 like are, are those are those really the guy? Uh, those are not the guys Jim Harbaugh wants in the locker room. I think there was a massive purge of <clears throat> kind of guys like that from 2020, right after the 2020 season. Ronnie Bell kind of alluded to it earlier this year. He said the juice was kind of squeezed out. You know, if you didn't yeah. love football, you weren't staying. Um, and and I don't think that this team and the culture that's been built, maybe they don't want to get – they don't want guys like that. Because who knows? Because that's a guy who I – you know what? I'll, I would be shocked if Peyton Bowen, if he goes to Oklahoma this year, is not in the transfer portal next year. You know, like that. Like that's just it. And we see, we've seen it a lot with guys like that throughout – college football over the last decade or so if they have multiple you know commitments and things like that they generally don't end up working out you know I I feel like the staff they want guys who are rock solid who are going to come and who are going to buy into the program that's what they're looking for first and foremost and not necessarily stars yeah totally yeah I mean there is way more that goes into recruiting a player than just how highly ranked they are and their stars and their talent um, because if you get somebody in that doesn't fit with the culture, it can it can mess up all kinds of stuff. So I'm I'm actually I came away, you know, especially getting uh, Jair Hill and Carmelo English uh, on the yeah, the final true. day there. That really, you know, without those guys, you're probably thinking, oh, you know, uh, you, you're probably not feeling all that great, even with the transfer portal stuff, because you, you're talking about building a roster for the future. And like we've right. mentioned the last couple of years, you've had true freshmen be able to come in. Uh, and help you out right away. But with those guys being able to sign, add some depth to the class, and and that coupled with the incredible offseason it's been for the transfer portal for the Wolverines, and the fact that they're playing in a college football playoff semifinal next week, it's got me feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. I uh, I definitely do not have any concerns for the moment at the future. And, yeah, I thought that signing day was great, adding those two guys. That was huge for the recruiting class. Um, and, yeah, overall, I'm pretty happy with how it went. Any final thoughts on uh, the the recruiting class transfer portal, anything like that? Well, I mean, like you said, we still got the uh, – this was just the early period. We still got more coming until February. Um, so, you know, things could still change. Um, and, and like you said, we got a, a college football playoff coming up. So maybe a national championship could bring in a couple more guys. Is there anyone uh, that you could see in February uh, committing? I, you know, from the rumblings I've heard, uh, Nicole's Harbor – it yeah. doesn't sound good uh, with, with with that one. Uh, probably going to be a South Carolina lean from everything that I understand. But what what are, what is your take? Any anybody that could be added to this twenty three class? 
Honestly, I mean, the guy that I have had my eye on is Nicholas Harbour. I don't, like you said, I don't think it's likely. But, I mean, just the fact that Michigan is playing in the college football playoff, I mean, that's got to mean something to these players watching. Um, and like I said, if, if a national championship happens, I think you can get anybody. And uh, I think I think that he would be he would be the, the biggest get for sure if, if they can snag that. If you're looking to step up your grooming game, oh, do we have it for you. Support for Brewcast, thanks to Manscaped, where you can join 6 million men worldwide trusting Manscaped. Head to manscaped.com, get yourself 20% off and free shipping. The Platinum Package is everything you need. It has everything from the Performance Package 4.0, like the lawnmower and the Weed Whacker, but you're also going to up the shower routine a little bit with Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo, and Conditioner. Do you need a last-minute Christmas gift, go ahead, head to manscaped.com, get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Just insert promo code MNB20, MNB20 at manscaped.com. It's going to wrap it up for us here this week on Brewcast. Got Had some fun talking about the future of the Michigan football program with uh, transfer portal guys in the 23 recruiting class. But, man, next week it's going to be a lot of fun, Scotty, talking about a little Fiesta Bowl action and a chance to head to the national championship. Oh, yeah, dude, I cannot wait. Make sure you guys are keeping up with all of the Maze and Brew content next week because it's it's going to be a big one. Fiesta Bowl is going to be awesome. Where can we find you on uh, social media, Scotty? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at ScottyWhite underscore. Um, like I said, all sorts of stuff coming out next week. Uh, you can find it all there. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Please subscribe, rate, leave a review. For all of our shows, wherever you get your podcast. we will have a ton of content coming out next week. So make sure to check the site every day, as Scotty just mentioned. So for Scotty White, I'm Luke Giardi. Thanks for hanging out this week on Brewcast.